Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is In Much Less Detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. Hey, there's a big game that was played uh, over a week ago. And we're going to get around to recapping it right now. Because anyone can recap the Super Bowl the night of or the next day. But we are special. We had to wait a whole week and a day to get to you, your Super Bowl, your Super Duper Bowl recap. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here with you live on a Monday night, February the 20th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. And we almost waited until the next Super Bowl started to do our Super Bowl recap, but not quite. We finally got it in. Uh, you know, life happens and things happen, and we were just not able to get it going and get it together, get everything uh, synced up until tonight. But here we are, finally ready to give out the honors for the Super Duper Bowl, the best of the Super Bowl, the worst, the highs and lows, the smartest, the dumbest, and, of course, the what the fucks. Uh, Jay, uh, was the whole thing a, a what the fuck for you having Philly? Because uh, it looked for a half like you were going to pull that thing through. Uh, you know, I, I still am first, – first of all, you, you won the pick, so so good for you, and congratulations. Uh, you know, I made it my mission to watch a lot of football. I made it my mission to watch a lot of football this year and, and make this season competitive. Uh, obviously, I wanted to win, but I, I was successful in making the season competitive because we had probably our, our tightest, best regular season um, in a long time. You know, where, where one of us wasn't just cakewalking into the playoffs and making the other person have to scramble. So it made it competitive and it made it fun. Uh, the game, yeah, I felt really good for a while. And I, I was sitting on the couch with my wife. And I don't know, maybe only four or five minutes left in the game. And I looked over and I was like, wow, this has been one really good Super Bowl. And boy, does the NFL know how to pull defeat from the jaws of victory. It was a really great game right up until the end. And, uh, mm. I, I, yeah, you got the honors, but that ties directly into my best of the Super Bowl, which was the first 58 minutes of the Super Bowl. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was tense. It was back and forth. There was drama. There was great individual play. Um, for 58 minutes, that was as good of a Super Bowl as I have seen for, for 58 minutes. Yeah, no uh, no surprise that uh, we share the, the best, which the game itself was, uh, was yeah. it was a banger. It was, uh, it was a hell of a game. Uh, both teams showed why they were top seeds. So uh, no argument there uh, from me at all. Um, both offenses came out firing, which was not what we predicted. It did not start slow like we thought it would. They both basically just – started executing as soon as the, the kickoff happened and uh, didn't really stop uh, for too much, you know, unless they were slipping around. Uh, but uh, both, both quarterbacks, 
uh, got to give them both the credit. They both showed why they were MVP caliber. Jalen Hurts in the first half, basically he was Lamar Jackson fully realized. If Lamar Jackson uh, had the quarterback skills that Jalen Hurts has, and if Lamar Jackson ever had a weapon like A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, because that's kind of unfair that uh, Lamar Jackson's never had a receiver as good as Devontae Smith, never mind A.J. Brown, and Jalen right. Hurts has both. <laughs> yeah. So that, that helps a lot. But basically that's what Baltimore wants Lamar Jackson to look like if he ever got the chance to get on that stage in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts was fucking awesome. I can't uh, take anything away from his performance. He was he was gutsy as well. Both quarterbacks were uh, putting it all out there on the line. Uh, fantastic effort. And of course, Patrick Mahomes, what, you know, what else can I say? Um, at, at the risk of sounding like I'm just slobbering the guy all over again. Uh, look, he's he's one of the best of all time. He's already one of the best, and he's not any, anywhere close to, to his peak. He's only 27, 28 years old. He's got a lot to go. Um, yeah. and, and he just uh, sore ankle, everything, being pressured. Uh, he knew he didn't have time to sit back and, and let a, a game flow go. So he, he couldn't let the Eagles get up upfield and, and start rattling him, so he was letting those passes go. Uh, fast decisions. He had to, he ran when he had to, he didn't want to, but he, when he had to, he had to, to open it up. He, he tried to open it up as much as he could running. Uh, it, he wasn't as fast as he wanted to be, but he got it done anyway. Another gutsy, gutsy outing. Uh, what can I say? Patrick Mahomes was the MVP. He was going to be the MVP uh, if the Chiefs pulled that thing out. Um, and what, what a game. It was, it was actually yeah. a very, very good game uh, despite the ending. And the Chiefs won, and I still didn't think Patrick Mahomes was the MVP <laughs> because I thought Jalen Hurts was the MVP of that game because I don't think the Eagles have a chance without him. Three rushing touchdowns, led the team in rushing, uh, was dropping some dimes in that game. I mean, he was throwing some balls I, I didn't know Jalen Hurts could throw. Yeah. yeah except, no, for that, except for that last one. Um, <laughs> but – yeah, I mean, I, yeah, obviously uh, Patrick Mahomes won the game, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I, I know people want to compare him to Brady. Uh, he's turned into Brady in these Super Bowls because kind of his bumming around aren't jumping <laughs> off the page. Bumming around until the end, yeah. Or or just very pedestrian. When you look at, look at the actual stat line for Patrick Mahomes in an MVP effort, uh, okay. They won, so you can't take it away from them. Like I said before the game, if they won, he was going to be MVP just because of how no much what. he was going through just yeah. to even do that. I mean, yeah, yeah 182 uh, for a Super Bowl quarterback is, is very light, especially in today's game. But you got to throw in that there was three touchdown passes in there and yeah. terrible bad ankle. He ran for 44 yards. He, like I said, he ran when he had to. That is gutsy. That is MVP level. Uh, the Eagles don't do anything in that game without Hurts, but goddamn, the Chiefs don't have any chance to win that game without Patrick Mahomes. If Chad Henney is the quarterback, they're getting beat by 20. <laughs> so we both agree on the best. Well, for we have 118 minutes that were the best. Yeah. Um, what was the worst thing to you? I'd, I'd be interested if we have the same one here. We absolutely do not have the same one. I guarantee you we don't have the same oh. worst. Wow. Because I'm going to the pregame hype, which I know you didn't take any part of. I did not. So, I Well, I, I mean, I turned on the TV 
kickoff was what about 5:45 our central time. Yeah, it's usually closer to 5:30, but they had yeah. even more extra so stuff to get to. I turned oh on God. the TV around probably 10 minutes after five. I had it down low, but I had it on, and I was like, okay, when's this thing gonna start? You know, kind of stuff. But no, I'm curious because I do not have this. So you got in about a half hour of the the pregame singing. Um, there was there was more. They started like about five singing different songs before they actually kicked off. All oh, pregame man. hype is the worst part of the Super Bowl. Always the, the the pregame hype is always, as far as I'm concerned, the worst part of the day. But specifically when Fox has the Super Bowl, they do this thing about about ten minutes to uh, five or ten minutes to six Eastern time. Uh, they, they, it's a tradition. They've always done it. I remember seeing it when I was living in Chicago. They've, they've been doing it since way back then, and they do it now. They've played this American flag propaganda piece, uh, which is just odious. Um, no other sport would hump America like that before a game starts. They play this thing. Uh, God, I forgot what it's called. I don't. It doesn't matter. It, it's. I think it's. It might be something by Johnny Cash. Um, and it's not a song. It's him like re- reciting a poem oh, of sure. some sort about the about the flag, about this dusty old flag or dirty old mm-hmm. flag, or something like that. And oh yeah. my God, it just I don't know why anyone has to sit there and uh, and and go through pro- basically propaganda before a football game. The, the the flyovers are bad enough. The 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 anthem and the lift every voice and sing and the God bless America and uh, basically a con- a full concert before the game even starts just dedicated to the slurping America. That's bad enough. And then what this thing is with Fox is just only Fox would do it, basically. Um, the, the the way they hump the, the flag and whatnot before the game, it, it's just, it, it's stomach turning. It just is frankly disgusting. Well, hey, look at the bright side. They didn't do it. It could have been Ukraine uh, that they could have been doing that for. <laughs> well, uh, now that, that's a different network, I think. <laughs> Probably not Fox, but you know, give, no. give the game to uh, another network, and we would have had nothing but three hours of uh, of, of Ukraine yeah. being uh, the greatest country on earth. So I, I know that's not your words because you don't have any clue what I'm even talking about because you don't partake in that stuff. It, it's not, and I think my worst to you is actually going to be a mild upset because it's not what you think. Oh. To me, the worst of the of the Super Bowl was the field conditions. Mm. Why? Uh, you can go tinfoil hat on this one if, if you like, because there, there's a case to be made for that even. Why would you roll out a new type of turf <laughs> for the Super Bowl and then and then have basically, you know, everybody wants to put out their memes like the like the Eagle or like the Chiefs did about how they gave up no sacks. Uh, I can tell you exactly why the Chiefs gave up no sacks in the Super Bowl. It's because it was a skating rink out there. The Eagles the had Eagles, no traction. The, the, <laughs> the Eagles also gave up no sacks either. So, <laughs> you know, they could post that same meme and talk all about their wonderful offensive line. But if you have a the most protected asset in the league – and you don't want him getting touched, boy. That boy having those guys skating on ice uh, on that D line, the most ferocious D line in the league for the whole game, will sure go a long way towards protecting that asset. That's all I'm going to say. Boy, about howdy! That. But those field conditions and that situation, like, like you chose that moment to, do, yeah, uh, 
seems a little bit sussy to me, is all I'm going to say. It, it seems sussy to me, too. I I don't know why you would necessarily do that either. Uh, it, it also doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, but I don't know why you would uh, – I mean – the, the where where the uh, the conspiracy breaks down a little bit is uh, the moment one of those fifty million dollar quarterbacks also slips on that stuff and tears his ACL. Now, I, now I you're know. looking around going, oh oh fuck, what do we just do? Yeah. So, but watching those DBs trying to go with uh, all those receivers, you know, and all right. those cuts. I mean, that's when that's when the game turned around. Was when when all the, you know, what you call weird geometry started taking over. And uh, when the Eagles adapted to that and, and started running all that, because those those DBs, you know, you, when you know where you're going, it makes a big difference versus not knowing where you're going. I mean, with those turf conditions, those DBs on some of those plays had no chance. Are you saying it's difficult to cover a jet sweep reverse when when you can't get, yeah. uh, get your cleats? Uh, yeah, when you can't the, even get grass. your footing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that to uh, me was the worst of the game. It, that was because you're watching this the whole game long. You're watching guys just slipping and sliding everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the, the Chiefs won the, the gold medal at the Olympics. They didn't know they were competing in uh, speed skating, but that's exactly what it was. Yeah. No, I, I got no uh, argument at all with that as, uh, as the worst. Um, being one game, we will have uh, the same angles on a lot of events and different labels for them. So I will get to my opinion <laughs> of the, uh, of the field later on. Um, as far as the smartest for the Super Bowl, uh, we just talked about it a little bit. Those two touchdown routes in the fourth quarter by the Chiefs. Oh, fucking brilliant. Uh, even if it's not with the uh, with the field conditions. even Because it's not like they got a, a look at the DBs looking at the reverse jet sweep motion and going, oh, shit, and trying to go covered and slipping. They didn't even react because it was so – uh, perfectly timed. Yeah, uh, the, one to, just... the one to Sky Moore was filthy. <laughs> the, the one to Kadarius Tony was filthy too. They were, they both got more than ten yards of separation, and they're down on the five yard line. Think about that. Yeah. You're you're on the five yard line. You only got five yards to cover uh, for a touchdown, and those motions were so disgusting that they got ten and like twelve yards of separation between them and the nearest defender. That's called faking out of your shoes. Uh, Kadarius Tony, the first one uh, from from that uh, jet X motion factor. from out wide, uh, X your, your X factor, which maybe should have been the smartest thing that uh, that I put down here, but uh, jets out from out wide and pivots out at the snap, and Darius Slade just totally fooled. He, he he didn't recover. He didn't even try to recover. Uh, never mind the field. Um, so that one put Casey up for the first time all game. Then they come down the next trip, and Sky Moore does the exact same thing on the left side uh, to make it an eight point lead. And the uh, the NFL films has come out this uh, this week or last week, showing Kansas City was in the wrong formation for that one. They were like, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, we can't figure it out. The hell with it. Uh, and and basically, Mahomes had Sky Moore sort of freestyle and and do the just flip the formation just like on Madden and and go do the same jet sweep thing on the other side. And then it worked just as well, if not better, because again, he got actually more separation uh, than Kadarius Tony. Uh, but man, what 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 a time for Moore's first pro touchdown! That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, again, there's always something with those uh, DFS plays. No matter what, there's always a surprise. There's always 
a guy doing something you did not expect and, and who has Sky Moore in their DFS. But uh, that was one, and then Kadarius Tony was the other. But, yeah, just a brilliant display of continuity, creativity, execution, uh, the weird geometry of Andy Reid. I wrote it down because I've been talking about it for years, and you saw a perfect example of it with those two plays, Reid and Eric Bieniemy and whoever else is on that staff coming up with stuff. Matt Nagy's back there again. Uh, everybody, all the, the whole coaching staff should take a bow uh, for, for those plays because they were perfectly executed by the players and perfectly coached by the coaching staff. And, and I think that's what won the, the, the Super Bowl. There's plenty of factors, but uh, those plays specifically, because if you don't get in the end zone and you got to deal with fourth down and make those decisions, and maybe then the Eagles do uh, get some traction and pin their ears back, and it might be a whole different ball game. Well, we both are going to end up kind of having the same thing. I think you gave the, uh, the the longer, more detailed version in in your summation of what I called my smartest of the week, just the Chiefs' motion, you know, in the yep. second half, and, and taking, you know, again, taking advantage of, of spinning the defenders around, guys getting lost in the shuffle, guys getting lost in the line. So that yeah, I mean the Sky Moore one where he starts off like he's gonna like he's in motion all the way across the formation, and then just plants his foot and goes back the other way while the defender is still going to the other side of the field to cover that. Oh it, yeah, that was it was beautiful, and you know they they pulled it out at the perfect time and right when they needed it, and it was it was yes it was it was a beautiful thing to watch, and uh, that was the. Uh, I believe that was the touchdown to put them up eight. Yep. And uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was special what they were doing uh, to the Eagles and twisting them around and turning them in pretzel knots in the second half of the game. And yeah, there, there was uh, the Eagles. They gave it their all. One was one hell of a game. And but that motion and and just the way that they were able to get the Eagles uh, on that back foot when the Eagles were, you know, they were up 10 coming out of halftime. They just couldn't, they couldn't hang on. I mean, the the Chiefs coming back from deficits has been their uh, MO all along. And right where they want them, just like the Niners. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, what was, what was your stupidest or your, your dumbest of the week? Uh, the, the dumbest of the Super Bowl is where I now talk about the field conditions. Okay. Just so. <laughs> The, the new grass part is, is dumb enough uh, uh, from, from some reading that I'm doing, uh, I think on uh, um, Peter King's column, uh, that apparently that's not just new grass. It's like the, the, the type of new grass they chose is like the slickest type of new grass that you could come uh-huh. up with. And then there's the paint. Then there's the excessive paint on the field uh, with, the, with the decals and whatnot. It, right. So, yeah, it was absolutely a, a skating rink out there. Um, I, I don't know about conspiracy, but – it is just strikes me as stupid. It's more uh, my uh, fault or, or my uh, explanation for it is just, as usual, putting the uh, presentation and the spectacle ahead of the players. Uh, because if you uh, think about player safety or care about player safety at all, even a little bit, you don't do this. But you don't. You, you care about the spectacle. You care about the show. You care about the, the display. Uh, and that's what you care about more uh, when you're the NFL. But uh, it was it was a joke. It was a, an absolute embarrassment. A brand new field, brand new grass. The league decides that those designs and presentations uh, are more important, and it cost Philly the game. It, it really did, um, because Philly physically was better than the Chiefs, uh, but 
Here's a big sequence, false start before the third down sneak at midfield. And that changed the whole game uh, because now instead of Jalen Hurts getting pushed forward on a, on a sneak on third and, 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 and inches, it's third and six. And now he's slipping and he fumbles and coughs up the ball. And there's uh, uh, the, the touchdown, the defensive touchdown, uh, yeah. Nick Bolton, 36-yard touchdown return. They don't win the game without that either. They, uh, you know, the, the Jets functions, uh, they don't win without those in the second half, but they don't win without the touchdown by uh, Bolden in the, in the first half because they were getting beat and they were getting physically uh, dominated by the Eagles, and they needed that big time. Um, so that's you can put that on the, on the field, uh, on the terrible field. Uh, Gainwell slipped on the logo to play before that, or else they would have had the first down. So it was it was it was a mess. It was a terrible situation early in the game. It was terrible late in the game, um, and it was just all around. Uh, then you got the punter slipping and, and kicking a line drive to to your X Factor Kadarius Tony. Uh, that sequence that with his with the longest punt return in Super Bowl history, sixty five yards, uh, to set up the the ball down there short for that Sky Moore touchdown to extend the lead to eight. The field played much more a bigger part of this game than the NFL Films version of this game is ever going to tell you. If you had to have watched the game to know how terrible the field was and how big of a difference it played in that game, um, I, I picked the Chiefs to win, and they won, and I and I win the, the, the contest, and I win money for taking Patrick Mahomes for MVP. The Eagles could have very easily won that game and maybe should have. I'll, I'll even admit that. that. Maybe they should have won the game. Maybe they were – uh, the the more physical team. I don't know if they were the better team necessarily, but I think they were the more physical team. And I think uh, under different circumstances, they I could very easily see them winning that game and, and maybe even winning by several touchdowns. But but that field, man, it was it was yeah, it was a, a huge factor. Yeah, it started feeling early like it was going to go that way. And sometimes the stupidest or the dumbest thing doesn't mean you consciously have to do something stupid or dumb. And absolutely, it was that Jalen Hurts just dropping the ball. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, nobody hit him. There was no pressure. Just rolls out and whoop. <laughs> you got to take care of the football there. I, I don't care if it's, you know, getting snapped off the grass. And who knows, that ball was probably – who knows how slick that made the ball. But, man, boy, that thing just popping right out of there, going right to the defense. When it looked like the Eagles were in complete command and control of the game. And uh, don't care what the situation is, you got to hang on to that thing there. Worst time to have butterfingers, just the worst. Yeah, yeah, and that's really the only the only kind of thing that that the only kind of blemish on Jalen Hurts' whole day. Yeah, Eagles might be up seventeen at the half if not for that. Uh, yes, because <laughs> that, that really did. You had a feeling that turned it around, and then the Eagles went and scored again, anyways, because that cut right. it to three. And you know, the Eagles really. Um, and even in the second half, they weren't as potent, but they still they scored. They scored when they needed it. That last drive that the Eagles went on was a a, a long gutsy drive. Um, I don't. I think there were a lot of people who didn't expect Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to even have that drive in them when they got down eight and it looked like all hope was lost. And then they still went on the long drive. That was a long drive. Um, to, yeah, I did not expect him to, to come back. No. You know, which kind of leads to the end of that game, but we'll, we'll right. get to that, I'm sure. Absolutely. 
So, but yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah. Since I'm not, uh, I don't think I'm talking about Hertz uh, in any of my remaining awards. Uh, just again, more praise and more uh, surprise, I, I guess, for Jalen Hurts putting forth that effort that I didn't know he had in him. Uh, when you talk about, I, I completely understand why you say that he's still MVP, even, you know, even over. Patrick Mahomes, when you talk about 304 in the air and a touchdown pass, and then also, oh, yeah, 70 rushing yards on the ground and three scoring touchdowns and a two-point conversion and an octopus. Uh, yeah, uh, I did not know he had that in him. And uh, it makes me look at the Eagles going forward, you know, with a raised eyebrow, like, um, they, they might be at this for a while. Because I, I, I tell you what, before the game, I'm totally ready to – throw away the Eagles season. Uh, you know, again, I had the Chiefs winning, but not by a lot, but I did have them winning. And I did say because it was because it was because the Eagles hadn't done anything, hadn't played anybody. Um, so I was ready to have them lose this game and, and have Hertz look, you know, revert back to the Hertz of last year um, and ready to throw the Eagles away. Like, okay, that was a hell of a season and you'll, they'll never come anywhere close to anything like that again. Uh, and now after this performance, now I'm not so sure because that turned everything around for me. Like I think the Eagles might have a chance to to be uh, at the top of the NFC for for quite a while. That that was very impressive. Well, and the NFC is so bad. They they have a chance to be at the top yeah, for could, a long, long time. We can talk about <laughs> yeah, we can talk about we can talk about Patrick Mahomes and and he's like the new goat now that Brady's retired and all that. But the Chiefs are going to have to run the gauntlet every year. Every year. That is something, and and, and we can admit, that's something Brady never had to do. Right. Right. Brady did not have the strength in the AFC when he was going to all these Super Bowls. He never really had to go through, like, juggernaut team after juggernaut team, you know, teams that could play offense and team. He always played a team that had just that that, fatal flaw. You know, like, you know, you know, could just killer defenses. He just kept running all these defenses, but they couldn't score. And they had all these shitty quarterbacks. Mahomes is going to be, I mean, even in his own division, he's playing stacked teams. So, right. Right. So Mahomes, if he, you know, I mean, he may never get to as many or win as many as Brady, but every Super Bowl that he gets to, he will earn it. And, and Damn right. You know, <laughs> and he's been to three now. And, and he's had to earn every single one, and and you know, and, and got beat out in one against the against the Bengals, uh, yeah, who, he's who, earned, who earned that ticket. So we talked about that's part of the reason why you picked the Chiefs was because they're so battle tested coming out of the AFC. But any team for this next right. decade that comes out of the AFC will have will have earned it. Every yeah, year, whoever that's so weird, <laughs> whoever emerges between Mahomes and uh, Justin Herbert and uh, Project and yeah. and, and Bengals, Burrow, and, yeah, uh, on and on and on. Whoever yeah. uh, you know, even Derek Carr might end up with you know with the Jets. The Jets are going to be improved just because whoever they get at quarterback is going right. to be an improvement. So they're right. going to be. Or is- or the Ravens, if the Ravens get their shit together, like the, the if Lamar ever wants to get off the the doctor's couch and figure out what he's doing, right? So, so it's yeah. like Murderer's Row, you know, they're doing right. it the old-fashioned way. They earn it. That's right. 
Well, you're really showing your age at that one. <laughs> Anybody who got that reference is old <laughs> as fuck. Yes, yes, you are. But it's uh, still a reference. Brady Brady said to be Peyton Manning every year, basically. Uh, my surprise of the Super Bowl will once again be something that I guarantee you won't be referencing because it references the halftime show, ah. uh, which I don't know if you caught any of it at all. Uh, I did. We watched the whole thing. We always watch the whole thing. Oh, okay. My kids, uh, my kids live for this, the, the halftime show. So uh, what, what were your daughter's comments uh, on this one? Uh, well, she was definitely a little perplexed by Rihanna's outfit, which was very strange. It, 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 it looked like it was like, poo, like she looked like what was some, well, God, what did my, what are my kids compared to that? She looked like one of the balloon people outside of a car dealership. <laughs> Cause I don't know if they had like air conditioning in her suit. And I know it, we, we also noticed that she was like literally tethered to the platform. If you saw that too. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. she had reason to be. She was v- very delicate. Uh, yes, which uh, is actually, that's my Danielle for this one. <laughs> so you absolutely know I watched the halftime show, so you can okay. you, you can hit me with that. <laughs> oh. That's a heck of a way to announce a pregnancy. <laughs> Well, that's my surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my what the fuck because I, we're all, because you're watching and my wife's like, something doesn't look right. And I'm looking, I'm like, is she pregnant? <laughs> she's not because she's not fat. And, and right. It's like the, the the whole getup, but she turned to the side and, you, and then once the once the like the Santa Claus suit she was wearing opened up <laughs> and and the belly was exposed. I'm like. She looks very uh, pregnant, and I, it was very nice that her her publicist or whatever waited until like ten minutes after the halftime show to announce that she was pregnant. By the way, yeah, she's, she's pregnant. Yep. But yeah, that to me was yeah that was full Danielle because like what first of all what am I watching? You know, you're watching this this well. Basically, let's just say the the, the whole moral of that Super Bowl halftime show is you can't get pregnant twice. Um. <laughs> Well, she tried. She tried. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was uh, very, uh, very surprising. You know, uh, she was doing, uh, I guess, an interview before the Super Bowl ever came up, like the day before or two days before, and said uh, she might have a special guest during her halftime show. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's a special special guest guest that she brought up on stage. Uh-huh, it was insider, but it was a special guest. Oh, man. Well, something well, – I, no, I, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> uh, it was. It, hey, it was, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a very special guest. Uh, and oh, nobody uh, nobody saw that coming. Hey, hey! So, yeah, Apparently she didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! And, and I got it. The reason it was even extra surprising to me is because I was in a different uh, position. That that's definitely not. Uh, I did not intend to go down that road. Um, I didn't see the opening. Um, I heard it. I was in the middle of getting food. <laughs> this isn't going well. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Someone else saw her opening and did uh, <laughs> did some real damage to us. So uh, shout out to ASAP Rocky. Um, no, I was getting food, so I didn't. I I've heard the opening song, which is "Bitch Better Have My Money." Kudos for for her to have the balls to do that. I didn't think she was going to do that song at all. She not only she did it was her first song. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, she's doing "Bitch Better Have My Money." Um, so I didn't see the opening where they pan out and show the big ass belly. I didn't see it the whole time. So what I saw when I came back from getting my food and was watching the rest of the performance was, yeah, she looked pregnant, but I swear to God, the first 10 minutes of the 12 minutes of the 20, however long she was up there, I just thought she was still pregnant because she just had a damn baby last year. She just had a child, oh, sure. like last year, yeah. and she's already yeah, it was like last far along. It was like it was like May or something, I guess they right. said. Yeah. So I thought not she was that I care, but <laughs> right. Uh, Why I know this? No, I know you didn't. So good on you for getting that info at all. But I thought she was still carrying the fat from from the, from delivering her child from last year. I, I really didn't put it together until like it was almost over. Like I think she's pregnant again. Like what the hell? Uh, so yeah, very very surprising. Um, I was actually I'm just ready glad to it's say, not Nick Cannon's kid, number sixteen or something. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna slam the performance because she it, it was like oh. she's kind of lacking energy. But then I realized, well, if she's pregnant, then that explains a lot. I it? I think for being that heavily knocked up, that was a, that was an A plus yeah. effort. It was. I, I did not put that together because, again, she just had a baby. I mean, she so even, I didn't think she she even was... smelled her fingers. I mean, <laughs> she gave herself the finger test. I mean, come on. Oh, this is the Not Safe for Work podcast today. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about that performance, it's going to be not safe for work. I That's mean, true. That was... That was pretty damn sexy for for a pregnant lady. She just she wasn't dancing or moving around a whole lot, but she had right. a good reason. I didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> oh, and and diamonds closed the show. I got that one wrong. I thought she was going to close with uh, with umbrella, which all the fireworks are going off while she's closing with umbrella. And I'm like, yep, I knew she was going to close with that. And then she goes into diamonds. I'm like, oh, I guess that wasn't the close. Well, we didn't Sorry, have money well, on that. I, I didn't. I did not have money on that. If anyone did, I, I apologize. <laughs> So yeah, so that was your surprise, and to me that was yeah. my what the fuck because I was that's <laughs> what I think I was left sitting there saying like what <laughs> she's pregnant? This, she's this is pre- how this okay? I guess forming at the Super stage. Bowl. Yeah. Uh, good, good and then, on like, her. Ten or twenty, and ten or twenty minutes later, after because oh man, you want to talk about Twitter explodes and Twitter exploded. That was the moment because. We're all sitting there, and my daughter thinks this is hilarious, and my wife's watching this, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, hey, oh, I got to see what Twitter's saying. Prego, preggers, is she pregnant? <laughs> oh, it was just nothing, nothing but that, you know, where yeah. it was basically uh, like pregnant was trending, right? Like it was Rihanna, and then pregnant it was I think pregnant. trending number two. So, <laughs> yeah, that, hey, you know what? Great, great announcement. Uh, very surprising and, and very uh, what the fuck for you. So so your surprise. Uh, I'm going into the game, and again, was this field conditions? Yeah, a lot of it was, but uh, my surprise was that outside of Jalen Hurts, the Eagles rushed for 45 yards. Mm. 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 
Uh, Miles Sanders was just a ghost in that game. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, throughout the whole playoffs, and again in the Super Bowl, was probably their most efficient and their, their best runner. But as you correctly point out, it's hard to do when it's slip and slide. <laughs> oh, that, that was huge. That one slip. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a big play. Yeah, right on the logo. Yeah. And uh, right on the paint. still, to not be able to, when that is the strength of your team, to still not be able to scheme, you know, zones or traps or some, some outs, they were just, whatever was, they, they were trying wasn't working, which is even more of a compliment, I guess, to the effort that Jalen Hurts put out there. But the surprise to me was the uh, complete lack of efficiency from the Eagles running game. Like the, the, what's shocking is that the Eagles, you know, have this, this number one pass rush and this punishing ground game got neither of those and still almost won the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> We're still tied with seconds to go. Yes. Um, the, the number five rush offense in football, the yeah. uh, Philadelphia Eagles go for 115 as a team the number 20 rush offense, the Chiefs go for a buck 58. That is definitely a, a surprise. Yeah. So that that lack of efficiency in the ground game, and there were whole stretches where they they weren't even trying. And I don't know if that was just an acknowledgement of, of the conditions or the lack of traction, but they, they clearly felt like they had matchups, and correctly so, in the passing game because um, they, they completely abandoned the run. And none of that stuff that you – what's that? I think that's it. I think they knew that they had the mismatches uh, physically on the outside, yeah. on the boundaries with, with Smith and, and Brown. And, and Goddard. They're like, we're, and Goddard. And, oh, by the way, and Goddard uh, the, in the middle as well. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're just going to go with that because they can't stop that. So we're just going to keep doing that. And as you corrected, pointed out, Hertz was dropping dimes in there. So they, they got – as, as uh, hellacious of an effort quarterback-wise as you could out of Jalen Hurts running and throwing. Uh, he he yeah. really he was definitely the MVP of the Eagles, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> uh, so, wait, so what let you down? You know, the commercials weren't as entertaining or, or very daring. I mean, if you're going to – I'm not going to even go on a, a long time on that, but if you're not going to be entertaining – uh, as a group of Super Bowl commercials, at least be risque or tasteless or something uh, so that we can have something to talk about, you know, after the Super Bowl. They, there wasn't even that. There was really nothing. The only thing close to sort of risque was uh, the electric car thing, the, the electric, electri- what what do they call it? I, I don't even remember. The electile disorder, uh, dysfunction oh, or something. Right, right, they were right. trying yeah. to. Yeah. They were trying. Yeah. Bunch of, yeah. A whole bunch of, uh, uh, double entendres about uh, the electric cars and you don't want to stop, start, stop, start. That was okay. But that was like the the most, that was the closest to sort of, uh, Oh, titillating or something like that. It was very celeb heavy, but they didn't, they, they didn't do anything. There's a lot of celebs there that were there just to be there. And it was just so they, so you could point and say, Ooh, it's Snoop Dogg and it's Martha Stewart, but they didn't really do anything. So it was just, it was a big letdown for me. I'm not the the commercial guy. Like, there's a lot of right. people that watch the Super Bowl, like, almost just for the commercials. Um, and I'm not that. But I do expect a, a different level of commercials during the Super Bowl because that expectation has been there. And th- this was just very blah. 
Well, the issue I end up having now with the commercial, the commercials are turning into what the NFL draft turned into when it became unwatchable, is all the commercials are dropping and leaking early. Yeah, if you want to find them, they're out there. Or there are trailers for the commercials online now. Hmm. So they're giving away their content or just leaking the commercials online like plain as day leaking the commercials online or, or, or hinting at what's going to be in them. And I've, I've, I never, I don't watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. I'm not one of those people, Yeah. but you know, at least it is that little sort of, well, if we're going to have all these extra commercials, we have to watch the all during the game. At least this is going to be some, some Island of entertainment inside right. the game. And, and yeah, they, they were, there was nothing, there was nothing special going on there. You know, a lot of dogs, a lot of a lot of uh, fake setup that some dog is about to get put down or something, only to make it seem like oh, it's everything's okay at the end. I was like, so what was the, what was the point again? You're just manipulating feelings for no reason. I don't even remember what the product was. So what uh, was the point yeah, of that? if you ask me now to even go back and think about like what were no, I I can't go back and say well, all these were my favorite commercials from the Super Bowl or they were some big deal. Because one, I already knew about a bunch of them beforehand, and then you're just waiting for them. It, yeah, it, there wasn't really uh, anything going on for that. So I could see that if you're if that's what you're watching the Super Bowl for, and, and there are people who do. Oh yeah, I mean, a lot of people watch the Super Bowl who actually don't watch football or, or watch the NFL with any regularity because it's just it's the big game and there's parties and that's sort of the entertainment in between the game. Especially, you know, if the Super Bowl's a blowout, hey, at least you still got the commercials. Um, the game was compelling, which maybe also made the Super uh, the commercials a little less compelling. Uh, maybe. Uh, you just wanted uh, to be back to the game, but the, the, the commercials were, <laughs> were boring and bad. And if I, I felt I like wanna... I was just watching the commercials that would air during a regular game. Right. They didn't seem special at all, like the Super Bowl commercials. Right. Um, I don't want to stereotype, but... Uh, all the women that I know that watch the Super Bowl, I'd say probably eight out of ten of them watch it for the commercials. Uh, oh, that's what okay. they're there for. Um, not for not for the football, that's for sure. Uh, so what was your letdown? Uh, well, it, it was ref ball. Come on. Uh, <laughs> how do you how do you mar such a fantastic game like that with with that ending, which is two years in a row now with with sort of some ticky tack. Uh, defensive holding called at the end of games, you know, because thankfully, you know, history doesn't forget. And immediately after this one happened, a lot of people were upset about it. People were like, wait a minute, didn't this just happen last year? Well, yes, yes, it did. We got a, you know, in a game that had been called relatively tight, we get a a ticky-tack third down uh, defensive hold against the Bengals last year. Um, And and about the same at about the same point in the game. And for for the game, which had seemingly been called fairly loose, to then throw the flag in that spot. And what really, which, which also robbed us of a dramatic finish. That's fourth down with that ball. That was, uh, he wasn't catching it. Holding or no, that ball was oh, never being caught. Near. Because that's the one play where the Eagles actually got pressure in Patrick Mahomes' face. Yeah, 
and, and he just threw that thing to, you know, throw it away. And, we, and then it's like, wait, there's a flag. Of course there's a flag. And it just leaves you with that, that pit, you know, it leaves you with that sick feeling like, man, I watched this whole game and these teams, they play through this whole season and, and it's going to end with ref ball. And, and that is, that's, that's a big letdown because they still kick the field goal. There's a minute 40 left or so. Cause I think it was about the 148 mark. So they kick the field goal. Eagles get the ball. And they've got a minute 40 and no timeouts. And we get that dramatic finish, you know, yeah. which, which would have just been the cherry on top, watching the Eagles get that one last drive with that offense that the Chiefs hadn't really stopped the whole game either. And everybody who you know, loves and appreciates like the game and was enjoying that game was robbed of that. Uh, the Eagles may, if they never make it back to this height, and I'm kind of scared that they will because they seem to be set up for that. But if they don't, if they pull a Dan Marino, because uh, those of us uh, old enough to watch Dan Marino, when he first got to the Super Bowl thinking, man, he, he just missed out, but he's going to get back and have so many more opportunities. And he never, never made it back. Um, and if the Eagles and Jalen Hurts never make it back, this is going to haunt them basically the rest of their lives because that drive could have been the legacy drive. If you had a real yep. legit chance to go down on, and, and, and take the Chiefs out uh, and get that ring and, and that ring that no one can take from you, if Hurts never got back again, he'd have the one um, and nobody could ever take it. And he, he never had the chance to because of, because of that call. Um, and I know what that call left me, even though I had the Chiefs, even though I'm rooting like hell for Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, I know what that call did for me. I know the reaction that I had when I saw it. That call at that time with the game on the line like that, 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 if you call that, if you call the whole game like that, the little Jersey tug like that, you'd never get through the game. Every play, the DB is going to grab out and reach out and grab an arm or grab a Jersey uh, just to keep up with the, with the receiver. You, You can't make it where you can't, you literally can't put your hand on the receiver at all and when he's making his break because you'll never the game will never continue it will just always be stopped with flags always you, you can't do that uh, you know and at that time in that game in that specific game both teams have given of themselves in that game all that you could possibly ask like they were exerting everything it, it's a super bowl you're supposed to but that game they they were playing so hard they were trying so hard uh to keep up with with the with the, with the other players to keep up with the bad field, just to, just to survive, just to do what they possibly could to survive under those conditions. And you call defensive holding on third down on a ball that the receiver had no chance to catch, no chance. He wasn't taken off his route. He wasn't even slowed down by the Jersey tug. Yes. By the rule, James Bradbury held Juju Smith-Schuster, but by the rule it's defensive holding. Yes, the jersey was up. But if you're calling that there, you got to call it all game. And I watched the game just yesterday morning before getting ready for this show. I watched the game because I really hadn't watched the whole game because there was uh, situations and circumstances between traveling back home and, and getting oh, right. food and all of that that I, I actually didn't see the entire first – the whole first half, I didn't see a stitch of it, uh, maybe a couple plays here and there. Um, but I just watched the whole game yesterday. There were a lot of jersey tugs on other pass plays. There were a lot of them, and they weren't called. You cannot call the game 
that way where you're letting them get away with this until the fourth quarter and then on third down. Oh, I, flag. See the jersey tug. Uh, you know, if you want to pay me to go annotate and, and find all the non-flags, I can do that. But uh, they're out there. You, there's, there's no, there's no, you know, conspiracy uh, about just go, go find the game, go find the game, watch it. And, and you know, there's all the Jersey tugs uh, all around the field and they did not call them until that particular one. You can't do that. that that's, that's ref ball at its finest. That's the refs taking it upon themselves to basically uh, dictate the outcome of that game. Cause again, they took that legacy drive, that potential legacy drive away from the Philadelphia Eagles um, and they're, they're never going to get it back. You're not going to play that game back. Uh, that allowed KC to run the clock before kicking the game-winning field goal. And, look, all credit to, to Jarek McKinnon, by the way, uh, for sliding and because he right. had the touchdown right in front of him. The Eagles were clearly letting him score so they could get the ball back, and he did the smart thing and slid down. And most of us in that said, let me tell you something. If I have the football in the Super Bowl and I'm running free to the end zone – and there's a touchdown, I'm scoring the touchdown because yeah. it's the Super Bowl, and I don't have a chance to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl maybe ever again. I'm taking it. So all kudos to Jarek McKinnon for doing the smart thing and, and slowing down and, and and sliding down. And Greg Olson knew you had to slide down. He's yelling, you got to slide, you got to slide, yeah. before he even had the chance. And so it was the smart thing to do to run out the rest of the clock. But, man, the, the, to make that call and that play, I was like, what the fuck? Come on. Well, man. and not just that. You know it's bad when the three guys in the booth know it's bad. They're trying to say they, diplomatically. They, they tried. You know, they tried well, you got to make sugarcoat. them like, ah, it, yeah. I don't know. And I, I, I mean, you felt, I felt frustration from that booth. Right. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't over the top, but you've got an ex-player an ex official and then the play and then the play by play guy and they all knew that, that you can't call that. They all knew that they had been watching and, a hell of a Super Bowl and that this was gonna mar it. They all knew correct. that this was going to be what people were going to come out of that game talking about. Because you can't do and, that. As you said, Juju's route his route wasn't impeded. No. Nothing, nothing would have the, – the little tug. And, yes, you can freeze frame on the tug and make that look way worse than it was in real time. Just watch that in real time because that's what the refs did. The refs and standing the there flag. the flag saw that in real time, and that ref somehow in real time Said, oh, saw, you got to call. No, no, call no, flag no, no, there. no, no. Yeah, no, no. no. And that ball sailed – yeah, there was nothing there that was going to make Juju Smith-Schuster, unless he was 14 feet tall, catch that ball. Or ran a 40 in 1.3. Like, he wasn't catching up to that ball. So, <sighs> it was it was a tough moment. And it, 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 it's ref ball. And it, we both... In a, in a season of ref ball, of course mm-hmm. it ends with ref ball. Of course, mm-hmm. it got to end with that, yeah. So, so, we both covered our Danielle, which actually both uh, leads us to Joe. Yeah. Uh, so, so my struggling after all of that. Struggling. Dak Prescott, one more time, hit on some Dak. <laughs> Boy, oh, he was Walker getting Payton. flamed. He was getting <laughs> flamed on Twitter. Like this is the only way Dak Prescott's gonna get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my God. So Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
like Jesus. Oh yeah, he got booed so he laughed too. He he, he, just, he had to. <laughs> he had to. They were booing those Philly fans. Oh my God, they traveled. That, they sure did. That is struggling, my friends. When you are named the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year, and, and the response is you get booed out of the building. Yeah. Man. When people posting that picture of him standing there going, this is the only way Dak Prescott will ever get to the Super Bowl. I was like, damn, that's cold. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's true, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, in you fairness, never know. Dak, Dak might end up playing for uh, Kyle Shanahan. You know, Kyle Shanahan will get Dak to a Super Bowl. <laughs> Cowboys uh, will get sick of him, and then he'll go to San Fran, and, and, and Kyle Shanahan will take him to a Super Bowl. Any fan base would have booed the overrated, overpaid Cowboys quarterback getting an award at the Super Bowl. But yeah. hey, at least he got to a Super Bowl, right? He went to the Super Bowl. Dak Prescott <laughs> did go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I had to I had to get that in. One last dig oh. at Dak. Well, this is the last award of the season. Then my my struggling. So you can lay it on me. Struggling. I uh, I alluded to this earlier, but it it, it was that Jalen Hurts hail mary throw. Oof. Oof. That was just the last play. Just a play. little lacking. That was the last play of the 2022 <laughs> season. I, a Hail Mary pass that bounced. He's getting ready. Here it comes. Pitchy, pitchy, woo, woo. We're getting ready. Here oh, it goes. man. And, and it just, just. And we know he's got the arm. He, that touchdown he threw to A.J. Brown was yeah. beautiful, but. I know what it's – you wind up and you wind up and you've got to throw that ball 70 yards and – Didn't quite get ugly. That. It was ugly. That was a struggle. It was struggling. And, and <laughs> again, we probably never should have been in that spot. We should have had that – we should have had the Chiefs playing four-down defense all the way down the field, try, you know, desperately trying to keep the Eagles out of field goal range or the end zone to – so we could have had overtime in that game. We could have had over. We could have all kinds of epic finishes to that game that we did not get. And what did we get to finish the game? We got that throw. Yeah. So uh, that's that, that, quite the deflating that was end. That, yeah. Poof. yeah. We get ref ball going the other way, and then we get that that lame duck limp wristed throw to <laughs> uh, to end the season. And uh, fitting. It was fitting because for. Uh, 58 minutes and 12 seconds, that was one of the best Super Bowls I'd ever seen. Uh, it was excellent. I, I Again, I can't give enough credit uh, to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense for rising to the challenge. Uh, I knew the Chiefs offense would come in and, and do some things. I knew they would rise up to the moment because they'd been there and had two lackluster uh, Patrick Mahomes performances before. Uh and I and I just had a feeling they're not going to let a third stage, you know, a third trip to the big stage. They're not going to have him just go out like nothing. And they know he's hurt. They're going to protect him again. Very easy to protect when the uh, D is, is sliding around and can't <laughs> when, get a pass right. rush on you. 
when you're playing on a skating rink, it, it's it's a lot easier to protect your quarterback from that pass rush because nobody was getting close. And then on the one play they did get close, uh, they they threw a nice convenient defensive holding play. Huh. Uh, but the Eagles were were right there with them and and rose up to the challenge, uh, especially that last drive after the, uh, the the second touchdown, the second time the Chiefs embarrassed the Eagles defense yeah. uh, and faked the them out of their the shoes. The second one to put them up eight. Oh yeah, uh, that's the one where I'm thinking now the Eagles go down and and Jalen Hurts uh, has to to panic. He's playing from behind. He, he starts looking like last year's Jalen Hurts, and the Chiefs are going to put this thing away and and right. and run away with it. And instead, uh, Hurts just answers them and beats the blitz with a, a couple times uh, to AJ Brown and. Uh, then the big bomb to Devontae Smith. He had Legereus Snead looking in the cookie jar and got caught and goes down the sideline right in the bucket to uh, to uh, to Devontae Smith, which that really should have been a touchdown, but Smith kind of stumbled and, and fell yeah, out of bounds. Like, yeah, he was kind of like leaning out of bounds, and then the tiptoes just didn't quite carry him all the way in. It was okay. The setup hurts for, to, to get the octopus, to get the six and the two. Uh, so, yeah, great, great effort. Three QB rush TDs was a record. Uh, don't know if anyone's going to be catching uh, breaking that one anytime soon because that's that's quite the effort. But they left Pat Mahomes five fifteen, uh, just where he wants to be. He's got him right where he wants him, um, and, and makes that that great drive uh, before the terrible penalty. Give Pat credit for the twenty six yard scramble again. He can't yeah. open it up in the open field the way he wants to, but he's still gutting through, and they still can't they they can't catch him. They just keep trying to get close to him, but. Somehow he keeps finding a, another gear and getting just just enough out of the way to to do what he has to do. Uh, that was just again a gutsy, unbelievable effort all playoff long. Ever since that uh, ankle injury first occurred in the Jacksonville game, uh, Patrick Mahomes had to just kind of gut through it and and just keep grinding and keep grinding um, and looking less than a hundred percent. I don't know uh, if we if we're going to see an effort like that in a, in a playoff again, like. We 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 reference uh, the one game, uh, the the cup. Well, was it a couple games that uh, Philip Rivers played with that torn ACL in the uh, in the well, AFC playoffs? I think it was was it one game or two. It was might have been two, uh, or we got hurt in the one game and then came back in the AFC yeah. title game and played on it. Um, and you know, all credit. That's very very gutsy, obviously. Uh, but this is three games, two and a half that Mahomes played on a clearly uh, damaged ankle, whatever severity that it might have been. Um, and he he not only played, not only played well, but won the damn Super Bowl on a, on a sprained ankle, on a yeah. pretty badly sprained ankle. That's just, uh, that's the stuff that legends are made of, quite frankly. And uh, I, that might not be the reason any of you listening watch sports, but that's why I watch sports. It's to watch the great ones be great, and that's Patrick Mahomes, and he's great. And I, I'm not going to get into any arguments about greatest of all time because he's 27. <laughs> so let's let's right. cool the jets on that a little bit. But that's greatness being great, and no one can take it from him. I was, uh, like I said, it was was it was 95 percent of a great game, and and yeah. it was I mean to the point where I'm commenting to other people I'm watching the game with, like wow, this is really good. And then you just end up left with that just bitter taste, like, oh, no. Yeah, not like that. Not this game, yeah. That, that was just such a, such a downer ending to, a, to, to such a you know, competitive 
fun, well-played. Like you said, these guys are all leaving it out there and just to have it kind of go down the way it went down and, and just kind of end on this, you know, chip shot field goal. Kind of weak. All right, into our VIP after show program. Yeah, uh, wish it could have ended differently is is about all you can say about that. And uh, hopefully they will – it's the NFL, so it may not make any difference. It may not make make a dent at all in the the league decisions, but hopefully they look at all the the flack that they've been getting about that field and do things differently next year. Um, I'm trying to remember where – I don't – I'm not going to remember where I saw this, but – Somebody pointed out uh, the only other field that gets treated like that where it gets take, taken out and put back uh, the day of the game or the day before the game um, is the field in Vegas. And guess oh, where great. the Super Bowl is next year? Oh, boy. Yeah. It's in Vegas. Yeah. Well, because we can't have that. That was like Mexico City bad. <laughs> it was. It was, it was awful. I mean, you didn't, have, you didn't have chunks of turf ripping up but no you you made the right point you, those guys were lucky to not get hurt that was so bad they're very lucky that somebody didn't blow their acl completely out yeah like, like when you, if you see a superstar player on that turf or multiple players go out of that game because they're they're slipping and sliding and you know their, their legs are their knees are popping that could have happened yeah, yeah. that was yeah, that was dangerous and yeah it, it's amazing for the run that the Eagles and even the Chiefs in that, you know, with, with the pass rush that both of those teams had during the playoffs and through, through some of the regular season, especially the Eagles, that no sacks in the Super Bowl. Non-existent. Mm. Totally non-existent. Yeah. I mean, but again, the, the defense could have done something about that. They could have all put on different cleats. They could have. Right. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think you – make bad well, they were, conditions to help the offense because the offense was sliding around too. They mentioned this during, I think it was later in the first half that the Eagles, a lot of the Eagles players had changed cleats. Right. They and, didn't and have a choice. The, and that the Eagles were, were gaining a little bit more traction. Of course, this is what you're hearing when they're up by, uh, you know, mm-hmm. two scores. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, I think that's the only way something like that is going to to, to change. Is if you have next year, if, if what you know, a star player. I'm, I'm not I'm not even say a name. I'm not going to wish it on anybody. But if the star receiver for uh, one of the teams in the Super Bowl next year tears his ACL, does a does an Odell Beckham basically um, yeah. in the Super Bowl? That, that I think that's the only way it's going to because the, the, otherwise the league is not going to think there's a problem. They're going to say the field was fine and nothing's going to change. Right, because we'll never we'll never get any you know what what we are going to have completely put in the memory hole from this game are two things, the field and the ref ball. Yeah, that's all going to disappear. All this is going to be about was the big plays in the game and the legacy building of Patrick Mahomes, and all we're going to get out of this game is narrative. No, nobody's ever you know not, we will we'll remember. But the, the way it's presented, the NFL presentation of this or the ESPN presentation of this will, will not be talking about those field conditions and that BS call at the end of the game. Just like we didn't we, – we, just like it was scrubbed with the Rams and then that BS holding call, mm-hmm. you know, that would have – it wouldn't have even ended the game, but what it would have done was it would have forced the Rams into a fourth and goal. Like, that's it. That's the game. 
But what it did is it gave them three more plays basically inside the like three yard line. Right. You know, yeah, we remember, we remember it. I've seen a lot of, uh, when you wish upon a star this week, I've seen a lot of Patrick Mahomes going to Disney world commercials and they, I keep waiting for them to run it where they, they show the, the, the little tug and the referee flag come out. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> no, we haven't seen any of that. <laughs> show anybody sliding. I, I, I haven't seen that as part yeah. of the commercials. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, you're not going to see any of that during the, the, the you know, it's always like how you point out that that sequence of events that led leads completely up to the Jalen hurts dropped ball was all field conditions. They they were third and one because Kenneth Gainwell had a huge hole and slipped. Yeah. That's why they were third and one. Then they get the false start. Then Jalen Hurts is bumbling around back there and, and just coughs up the ball without anybody making contact with him. Yeah, that was all field condition. It was that was a yeah. huge segment. The Chiefs again. The Chiefs could have been down three scores at the half instead of the the two that they were already down. If not for that sequence, because they were yeah. uh, getting basically manhandled by the Eagles at that point. Uh, yeah, the first half especially. Other than that one sort of blemish in the first half, which was that 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 dropped for the scoop and score, the, the Eagles just completely dominated the first half of that game. They they should have been up by more than ten. They they definitely played to that level in the first half. Uh, so uh, unless you had anything else on the game, I could uh, get into a little bit of why I didn't see the first half of the Super Bowl. Oh, is there is there a good story behind this? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little goofy. Um, yeah, I called in. Uh, no, I think we we just spent an hour and five talking about that game and and the surrounding events uh, around. And the, shockingly, the we did the... not have all the same awards. We had more awards that were the same during the regular season and weeks than we did in the Super Bowl. So that's good. <laughs> we managed to mine different material. Maybe we learn. Maybe we're like, um... I, I think we're actually playing the game within a game now and trying not to be obvious with our awards. I am LD Inception. We're the uh, we're doing the recap within the recap. Yes. Um, I at the at the request of my wife, I uh, called into to Corky's, or I didn't call in, but I went online and set up uh, oh. a, a, to, to get something uh, on the way home from uh, her her uh, her uncle's house. So the the plan was in place and it was going to work out because I know that the uh, the lady that stays with her uncle uh, for most of the week usually shows up uh, between anywhere between like five and six six thirty ish when she drives up from uh, uh, I think she lives in she, she lives in Arkansas or somewhere uh, further south but uh, that's what time she usually shows up on Sundays to to relieve us so I knew and then I know the game starts at five thirty ish. Uh, so sure enough, the first series hadn't even ended yet, and she, and she showed up, and it's like, okay, it's time to go. So I had had an order already set up from Corky's to to get some wings and some uh, beans and potato salad, and of course, banana pudding, the, the orgasmic banana pudding. Problem was that they had a special set up online where they were talking about, uh, for the Super Bowl, 99-cent wings, uh, fried or uh, baked which is great, except when I put in the order, I was looking for the space to put in exactly how many wings I want. I never saw it, and it was saying minimum eight wings for, for these 99-cent wings. Since I didn't see anywhere to put in how many I wanted, I assumed it was just going to give me the minimum eight. Um, and I looked at the bill afterwards, and after I made the order in the middle of the, of, of the week before the Super Bowl, and I realized – they they only charged me for one for two wings, one wing each, well one fried and, and one baked. 
one wing. Is that like uh, with, one with, rib? <laughs> you know, good Lord, that's a lot of money. Can I just have one rib? So I actually called up Corky's to figure out, hey, um, is, what's going on here? Are you going to actually give me one wing or can I do something about this? They're like, oh, the, yeah, of course you can add on and we'll we'll get that taken care of and and. So I, I tell them, you know, about it, and we got it set up. So I'm supposed to have 10 wings of, of each, 10 fried and 10 baked. And so when I get there, they've got that uh, notated, and they had to charge me separately for that because that was in addition to uh, the initial order that I had. But, yeah, the website made it look like I wanted a pint of potato salad, a pint of beans, a pint of banana pudding, and two wings. And one rib. And one rib. And one rib. <laughs> so – I get there and they charge me extra and they tell me everything is added on. They give me my order. It's two big brown paper bags and they're stapled together, like a whole bunch of staples. So there's no reason for me to open it up and double check that they got this right. Because, of course, why would you give, why would you make an order with all this other food and and two wings? And plus it's two paper bags. So I'm thinking there's got, you know, the second paper bag's got to be the other wings. Nope. Got everything home, opened everything up, one pint of beans, one pint of potato salad, one pint of banana pudding, and two motherfucking ribs. And two wings. And two wings. Wow. <laughs> you got me with the fucking ribs, dude. One uh, rib. And two wings. <laughs> <laughs> and one rib. <laughs> oh, little black uh, plastic thing with one fried wing and one baked wing. And I looked at this thing, I probably looked at it for 30 seconds, hoping that it would magically transform into 10 wings each, and it didn't. And finally, it dawned on me, motherfucker, I got to go back out here and get these other wings. I don't fucking believe this. So that's why I didn't see any of the first half, because I went through all of that on the way home. Then I got home and got and saw that there was only two wings. I had to go back out and get the other wings. And I, When I walked in there, I'm sure the, the look on my face uh, portrayed what I was feeling, and I and the the lady who was there initially and charged me extra uh, saw me coming in, and she was like, "Uh oh," because <laughs> I know I looked like I was about to uh, take an axe to everybody up in there, and I wanted to believe me, uh, but I stayed calm and I explained. They only gave me the two wings, and she's she's like, "Really? They really they? What's wrong with y'all?" and they they dropped a whole new batch of fresh wings for me right there and then and, and gave them to me and I got back home. So by the time I got back home from the second time going to Corky's, that was uh I think I caught maybe the last minute of the first half and then then the halftime show and then the second half. So yeah, they actually set up two wings. They actually went through the trouble of setting up all that food and then dropping two wings in a little plastic container and then wrapped, and stapling the whole thing up as if it was a perfect order and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They were so proud of themselves. We're going to staple all this together and it's all taken care of and, and we, we did this order exactly the way this dude ordered it online with the two wings. And oh, They made it your way. <laughs> <sighs> but then they That's ignored awful. that when... When I tried to call and correct that, they completely ignored that and just gave me the two wings anyway. Well, of course. Of course. But that was my Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> but you still love Corky's. But I still love some Corky's. And because how, 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 can you not, how can you not love Corky's? Absolutely. I'm, assuming, they are, I'm assuming that they are forgiven. 
Yeah, I guess I'll go back some some someday. I don't know when. Maybe not soon. <laughs> you, can't, you can't you can't say no. Can't say no to Corkis. Uh, so I love my uh, my Patrick Mahomes MVP bet. I wish I could have parlayed it, but uh, let the record show. I had money on this Super Bowl and won anyway. Yes, miracles happen. And as soon as I said that, Jay dropped. <laughs> He bailed as soon as I started talking about uh, actually having money on the Super Bowl and and winning it. Uh, he's he's gonna text me at some point and, and tell me that it was an accident, but I know better. He he just didn't want to hear me bragging. Uh, he didn't want to hear me say that that's nine in a row now, nine years that I have uh, won our our handicapping contest, going for the big double digit next year. Uh, yeah, he texted shit. His connection dropped. I know better. Just trying to avoid me bragging. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very uh, happy about winning that pick. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that I have all the money uh, that I bet still in my account. I have lost a little bit uh, uh, since the Super Bowl with all the uh, NBA and college basketball. Uh, I haven't lost at all, but I, but I have lost some, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I still think that was the, the easiest bet you could come up with. If the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was going to be the MVP. <laughs> I text. I texted Jay. Uh, oh, his screen went blank for the show page. Uh, and he said, that's a new one. And then he texted me a picture of his screen going blank for the show page, which is, that is a, that is a new one. Um, uh, you know, Blog Talk Radio has had some some issues, and uh, this year was uh, mostly okay, but um, we, we, de- we definitely had some connection issues. But uh, I still think back to... <laughs> He said, uh, I said, I know you're trying to avoid me bragging. And he said, we wouldn't have made it very far into having a podcast if that was the case. Uh, Yes, it's hard to avoid me bragging when I'm doing well because I'd like to brag about it um, because that's who I am. I have a very large ego and uh, I like to pump it up. What can I say? but yeah, Blog Talk Radio, I, I think about some of the uh, the earlier years and the connection issues, and oh my gosh, uh, it's so much better than it used to be. So it, I, I try not to really complain about the, the Blog Talk Radio connection issues because it used to be much, much worse. Uh, for anyone that's a longtime listener of us, you know that. Um, but it's been better the last few years. It has been better. Um, I think it helps a lot on my end getting a new laptop computer. I think the old computer that I was using uh, played uh, part of the, uh, was part of the problem, Um, which reminds me of the one time I tried to do a a podcast from my uncle's house up in Chicago, uh, up in the suburbs of Chicago. That didn't go well. Uh, That was a connection situation. That might have been a Wi-Fi situation as well, but I think that was also the old computer uh, uh, as well. I, I got a feeling if I took this computer up there, it wouldn't be a Wi-Fi issue because I think the router's on the same floor there, which is not the case at my wife's uncle's house. Uh, but it, but I might be wrong about that. The router might be down in the basement at my uncle's house. 
so that might be a situation doing a show from there where I might have to go on the floor where the router is. I can't do that in my wife's uncle's house. Where the router is is literally there in the living room with my wife's uncle where he sits all the time. He doesn't even go to sleep uh, in his bedroom. He just sits there in the living room all the time. So I can't. I clearly can't do the show there. What I might do next time, next time I'm over there is I might go into his bedroom, which is not really near the router, but at least it's on the same floor because – Going upstairs is not is not the answer. It, it's, the connection up there is just too too terrible. I can't do a show from there. The reason I'm bringing up my uncle's house is for the first time in since whenever that was uh, four or five years ago uh, that I did a show at his house uh, over Christmas break. Uh, for the first time in five years, I have uh, a holiday. Um, I have the, the time off from work for those holidays. Uh, this time is going to be for uh, during Thanksgiving week. And I have every intention. He doesn't know it yet. I haven't told him. Uh, so it's very presumptive of me to think that I'm going to be able to stay uh, at his house. But I do plan to uh, uh, take myself and my wife up to uh, my uncle's house for Thanksgiving. And at that point, we will be doing the Triple Gobble show uh, and also the uh, weekend preview show for the rest of the games. Uh, from my uncle's house uh, because I plan to be up there all week. Uh, so that's down the road, obviously, in November. As of uh, as for sooner than that, we're going to have some issues as well. Uh, and Jay and I are going to have to talk about it off air because I'm not going to have a chance to talk about it on the air because he has dropped and we're in the after show. But uh, he'll listen to this. He's uh, He and I are the only people that listen to the podcast version, I think. But uh, – uh, our off-season schedule is going to be uh, upended a little bit. My uh, vacation, my next vacation, my wife and I are going to the great nation of Colombia, and it is right perfectly uh, in the middle of what we, what two of our shows would be, um, because when I'm leaving is on a on Wednesday, March the fifteenth. I'm leaving. Uh, we're leaving for Columbia, and we're not going to come back until Wednesday, March 22nd. The Oscars are that weekend, uh, the 19th. Normally, we would do the Oscar show with Dave, the movie expert, the night before on the 18th. Obviously, not uh, not an option because I'll be in Columbia. So that show is going to come to you. I don't know when, but it will be before I leave, obviously, uh, on the 15th. So it will be that, the weekend before. Uh, Saturday of the 11th, Sunday the 12th, uh, if we have to do it uh, Monday night or Tuesday night. Uh, well, Monday night, that would that would be uh, the, the latest we could do it. Tuesday night is not an option because our flight Wednesday morning is literally uh, before dawn. Therefore, Tuesday night is going to be all about packing and getting to sleep and getting as much sleep as we possibly can because our flight, I think, leaves at 6 uh, that morning. My wife, my wife loves early flights. <clears throat> So the Oscars being the uh, 19th, uh, guess what else is the 19th? Uh, Selection Sunday for the big dance for March Badness. Um, and we would then do our show and pick our brackets like Tuesday the 21st or maybe even Monday the 20th or, or at the latest Wednesday the 22nd. But Wednesday wouldn't have been an option anyway because I bowl Wednesday. Um, I do not want to plan March Badness 
for the Wednesday that we fly back home for two reasons. One is I would then fly back home from Columbia and then try to study and, and make a bracket that quick. I don't know if that would, I wouldn't have any real uh, research at all uh, to do that. Um, and number two, I'd still have bowling Wednesdays, Wednesday nights. I think if I'm not too tired, I would like to go bowling that night uh, coming back from, uh, from Columbia. Um, but yeah, basically I'm not available to do March badness when the brackets come out on the 19th. I'm still in Columbia at that point. Um, and I guess I could take time on my vacation to look at the brackets and make a, a bracket um, and, and be, but then when am I going to do a show? Let's say I, I actually do sit there um, and take time out of my vacation and, and figure out a bracket. We're not flying home until Wednesday uh, in the in the in the afternoon, uh, so I can't do a podcast still. Um, if I if I did a podcast the night before or Tuesday, um, I'd be in Miami. Uh, we we fly back from Columbia to Miami on Tuesday, and then we fly back home on Wednesday. Uh, so that would be the absolute earliest I could do a show uh, for March Badness is Tuesday night from uh, the hotel room in Miami. Um, we could do that. I, I just don't, it, it's not so much uh, taking the, the, the time and, and annoying my wife doing a podcast uh, in a hotel room. That's bad enough, but I would do it. But I just don't know if I would have, you know, uh, uh, any kind of bracket. What, what knowledge would I have uh, at that point in time? I, what studying would I have been doing to, to be able to, to, to really make a, a bracket? Um, so that, that's decisions I have to make. I'm, I'm rambling on and trying to figure out how I'm going to pull this off. But basically, um, the vacation this year uh, that we're taking, um, just not the best timing for, for our podcast, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we'll have to figure out how we're going to do that. But uh, I'll have to talk to Jay off air about that and figure it out. So all of that's a long way to say uh, thank you all for listening to me ramble and listening to our podcast in the after show, uh, which unfortunately got cut off. Um, but that will do it for our uh, NFL coverage this year. Um, and going into next year, I think I'm probably going to look at another uh, theme song. Um, I think it's time to, to switch up and change and uh winning once again gives me the option because that's the one little wager that we have on our handicapping contest is the winner gets to choose the theme music for the next season. Um, so I'll look into that uh, during the summer. That'll be a little project that I'll have to do. Uh, but as far as the next podcast go, that's the, uh, that's the issue. That's our, uh, Jay was talking about the little hiatus that we take after the football season is over, after our recap is over. Uh, but I have no idea what our hiatus is going to lead into. It usually leads into the Oscars. Um, if it does, if we do the Oscar show, it's going to be a, a lot earlier than normal. It's going to be the week before the Oscars, not the week, uh, not the weekend of. Um, and Dave is actually watching Oscar movies. He's, he's the movie expert. He loves movies and he loves the Oscar season. So he's getting ready for, for that. And, uh, I have contacted him, uh, texted him about doing a show a week early, and he said that that wouldn't be a problem for him. So um, I'm a lot more sure of that show than I am about a March Badness show. There's a chance there's not going to be a March Badness show this year. 
Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but as far as the Oscars show, um, I have no idea which day, but uh, Dave is on board for a week before the uh, the Oscars actually takes place on the 19th of March. So we're looking at the weekend of, uh, like I said, March 11th or 12th or Monday, the uh, 13th at the very latest. Uh, so we will figure all of that out uh, in the uh, in the coming weeks, and that will be the next show that we have. So uh, until then, for Jay, who unfortunately dropped off, I am Dre, once again, champion of the handicapping contest for this year. Thank you to the Chiefs, and thank you to Patrick Mahomes. And thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you, hopefully, yeah! a week before the Oscars for our Oscars preview show, and hopefully talk to you then. Yeah! Land of the free, home of the Chiefs. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.